Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? I hope you guys are having a good day. I'm Dr. Boyce Watkins, and welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. So today is a special uh, Dr. Boyce and Alicia episode, and uh, <clears throat> Alicia wanted to join me today to talk about this interesting, interesting uh, interview uh, that took place with Andrew Gillum and his wife. Um, I don't know if you guys have been following that or not, but that's been kind of crazy. Um, Andrew Gillum got caught in a crazy scandal. Um, that was goodness. Kind of interesting. What what did you think? Did you did you read up on the scandal? <laughs> yeah, I read up on it because I'm I used to live in Tallahassee and I remember him when he was there, when I was there. He mm-hmm. was like well known in the community. He's like the pillar of what you're supposed to look up to. Mm-hmm. So he had a beautiful family, beautiful wife. It was it was I'm surprised. Yeah, mm-hmm. Andrew, Andrew Gillum is a is a smart dude. And I, I still stand by that, right? I still stand by the fact that he's smart and everything mm-hmm. else. And uh, and he did this interview <clears throat> with GQ, and I'm gonna try to find a picture um, uh, because it was it was really interesting. And this got us talking because I, you know, with you being a relationship therapist, um, I, I know I know you had a lot to say about it. And uh, and and so I don't know if y'all give me a yes or no. If you first of all, yes or no? How many of y'all know who? Andrew Gillum is and what happened with the scandal. Let's start there. Does anybody, is everybody aware of Andrew Gillum? Give me a yes or no if you're aware of the Andrew Gillum scandal, if you want to call it that. And, and we can kind of start there um, because it, it was, whew, it was something else. It was uh, interesting. Um, and so uh, what I'll do is kind of, um, if you Google, if you want to Google search something like Andrew Gillum scandal, um, you know, here, here's some of the imagery uh, you might see. Uh, hold on, let me let me see if I can share my screen and not and not mess it up. Uh, hold on, give me a second. I'm gonna show you guys some of the images that might pop up if you were to if you were to Google search Andrew Gillum scandal, you would see stuff like this. Um, you know, things involving uh, dudes and uh, yeah, and then there's uh, the imagery of you know. Of him, wait. There's, there's the guy apparently that he was with. That's the escort. He, yeah, he, he works out pretty good. I wish I had a body like that. I, 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 I don't. I mean, I don't want his life, but that dude's in good shape. Looks like he's selling something. And there's his wife. Her, his wife's name is Arjai. Isn't that a interesting? Pronounce that. What very does well. that like? What does that? that um, isn't that what Indians do? Like they have names like Arjai and. It's probably abbreviated for something. It's like R dot Jai. So it's probably something else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never seen anybody with a name like that. Have you? No, I haven't. But yeah. That's not the point. The point is, yeah, I just thought the point was, is that he's fallen. He's fallen well, from grace. And there we go. Head. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for keeping me focused. Um <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He he fell from grace and uh and it was like they were the it couple, like they were the new Obamas. They were, the Gillums were the yeah. Florida Obamas. And I'm sure the Obamas are a little <laughs> bit nervous about that. Yeah, I mean, um, I think he was mayor of Tallahassee, which was really interesting because the former mayor of Tallahassee, like he was married to an Asian woman. Not to say that that like means anything terrible, but it was just like, OK, now we have a mayor of Tallahassee with with a black family, mm-hmm. you know, so it just like that was like a big deal. And he was an up and coming politician. Wasn't he like supposed to be like considered for vice president? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, if that hadn't gone down. He, I think he would have got picked ahead of Kamala. 
Uh, I think uh-huh, that uh-huh. I think that it was like neck and neck with him and Kamala because Biden didn't really like Kamala because remember Kamala Kamala went after him. She sure did in the, the debates. Campaign. Yeah, she, she basically <laughs> called him a racist, right? mm-hmm. <laughs> which makes her like a lot of other you know I, I'm not gonna say either black people or people of color depending on which theory you go by on her <laughs> ethnicity, but but you know a lot of us you know like work for we'll be like yeah my boss is racist, but but I'm still show up every day and get my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> so. But yeah, yeah, but 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 yeah. So I, I think that Gillum would have been um, considered for vice president. Uh, he came really close to being governor of Florida. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. He was he was really, um, you know, he he was uh, he was really kicking butt. So okay, so um, so then uh, so to give you guys the update, so there's the whole thing about Andrew. Um, he's a married, you know, married man. Again, the Florida Obamas. That's what they <laughs> were. Uh, and he gets he's in a room with a dude. Um, and uh, there's drugs and him passed out in his own vomit. And all these pictures get sent out to the Internet by a black woman. A black woman brought him down. Yeah. Candace Owens. Well, you know, Candace, they gave those pictures to her and she was the one that put them up there. Right. Well, well, that's what to me. That's Isn't what, that interesting. Well, that's what happens when black people get too caught up in the Democrat Republican crap. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, like they it, use you. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, they use you. They're, you know, like like Candace was operating as a Republican operative. He was operating as a Democratic Party operative. So that's what it is. You know, like like the Vietnam War, when when half of Vietnam identified with the Americans, the other half of Vietnam identified with, with Russia, mm-hmm. then you had Vietnamese killing Vietnamese. That's why I tell black people not to get too caught up in the whole Democrat-Republican stuff, because then you have black people taking out other black people. Interesting. Well, they're trying to resurrect his career. Like, they're trying to get him back on board. And I think that's why they did the GQ um interview yeah the gq interview they're trying so, to like there, there she is keeping me focused on <laughs> <laughs> so but i don't know i just can't get those images of him butt naked on that hotel floor laying in his vomit passed out from drugs like that, i can't get that image out of my head i don't know if i don't know well, well that's why candace almost put it out there because she, <laughs> she wanted to make sure he was dead it works <laughs> that they like there is no cleaning up after this are we supposed to embrace him now well you know, I think that's it. I don't know. What do y'all think? Give me a yes or no. Do y'all think that Andrew Gillum could go back into politics and actually have a career? Like, do you think it, it, it could it could work for him, or do you think that it could just be you know he needs to just kind of he's fight. got a lot of explaining to do. Yeah, I think <laughs> he's so got too. a lot, and I don't think that he's fully explained away everything. Like, okay, so you know you're bisexual, and your wife knows you're bisexual, so clearly they have an open relationship, right? His his wife's bisexual. No, his wife knows that she's married. Oh, to a she man. knows he's bisexual. She knows he's bisexual. Well, she said we, it in the interview. And how do we know she's not? You know, something. So other whatever. Than what people let's, think. Let's not judge people's lifestyle. So right. okay, that's fine. So she's allowed sort of an open marriage, and so that makes me wonder: like, is there an agenda? What's the agenda that we're supposed to like? Everybody's supposed to accept open marriages, because I don't know. I just find that Will and Jada clearly they had their entanglement. Mm-hmm. So and they that let us know of that about their open marriage and then Ti and Tiny their little scandal they got going on mm-hmm. so like and of course all of that is surrounded around open marriage so I'm wondering if like to get an agenda across it has to come through black people like we have to like say it's okay in order for the rest of the world to say it's okay maybe I or, think or, so or, may, or maybe they're just trying to get us you know entangled with their world entanglement. View. Right, entanglement. Entanglement in their <laughs> entanglement. <laughs> you know that comes from quantum um, 
mechanics, right? Quantum entanglement. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's like a legit term like that, like uh-huh. like Jada using that term to me was was perfect because that's uh-huh. a that's a great scientific term. Like they probably watch videos on quantum entanglement because Will Will Smith is very smart. And, you know, he got an MIT mm-hmm. and, and I, I've never met Will. But I talked to his brother, Harry, his brother, Harry, super smart, too. We, we talked for a long time. Uh-huh. And so I bet you that she used that term because it was a good term. Like, no. people, like people on the internet don't get it. They're like, oh, entanglement. <laughs> no, but entanglement, a quantum entanglement is where literally quantum particles mm-hmm. are connected. And no matter how far apart in the universe you, you take them, they're always moving in sync. So I thought about quantum entanglement when I think about how you ever hear about a mother when she says, I got a sudden chill. And then I found out I, next, next thing you know, I got a phone call that my son was dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I've I think, experienced it. <clears throat> I connect that to quantum entanglement. Well, in in my my world, I just call it as he was just unfaithful. She was unfaithful. What I call it unfaithfulness. Oh, I don't Jada. call it entanglement. Oh, Jada. Jada was oh, unfaithful. Jada, yeah, yeah. Jada was unfaithful. But I don't know if you have an open marriage. Is it technically you're being unfaithful? I think a lot of these relationships. It's not, right. I think a lot of these relationships are so much more complex than we would ever believe. A lot of the relationships are they you know are marketed. They're packaged in a certain way. Um, And I think that there are a lot of complex realities that people are not aware of. But then people are like, oh, my God, Jada Jada cheated. I don't think Will was mad that Jada cheated. I think Will was mad. It didn't sound like it. I think Will was mad that Jada got caught and embarrassed the family. Well, I think we should get out of, like, Hollywood relationships. And let's get into, like, regular relationships. You know, I mean, let's just assume that your partner was unfaithful to you. I mean, you Mm. feel hurt by that. And your partner needs to listen to that hurt and validate that hurt. Mm, okay. Okay. You so know? let's. So, so I mean that that would be you know. Okay. So let's spin this back to Andrew Gill. <laughs> okay, Andrew, Andrew Gill. Okay. And his wife Arjai. Um. And by the way, if everybody could do the uh, hit the thumbs up button, please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. And we're not broadcasting on the Black Love Channel now, but but the BlackLoveChannel.com is a YouTube channel we have where we actually do love and relationship talk, uh, largely because relationships are really important for all the things that you want to accomplish, wealth building, all that. So we decided to got to talk about it. You know, a lot of people were asking us for advice and we were like, okay, well, let's just, let's do some stuff and talk about it. All right. So let me show you, I'm going to show you another picture, another great set of uh, Gillum pictures. Uh, so Andrew Gillum and his wife, RJ, R or RJ, whatever, however you pronounce it. Um, they did this interview with GQ, right? Now, if when I look at images like this, I'm like, okay, this to me spoke, speaks of a fluff piece. Like they're, mm-hmm. like they're trying to, you know, carefully recraft their image. And I knew that, like when they did the, t- the Tamron Hall interview, um, when he did the Instagram video that was carefully crafted, I, I said, okay, this brother's trying to put his stuff together because he's a smart guy, and I think that's what's important to, to not forget. And uh, so he's he's being smart. And they took these images. Now, um, here's another one. This is, uh, you know. It's hard to see it, you guys, but... Uh, oh, it's so romantic. Look at that. He's a, dipping her. Yeah, and it's black and white. Oh. And, you know, and, and then here's another one of them kissing on the campaign trail. Now, here's what's fascinating about these pictures. I thought that the interview was a fluff piece, right? I, I thought, <laughs> I'm like, okay, there they are. They're trying to, you know, trying to convince... I think the goal is to make themselves relatable. Like, we're like any other couple who's having relationship problems. Mm-hmm. And people will be like, yeah, I have relationship problems. So... Whatever you went through is no big deal because it's just different from what I went through. But then GQ pulled almost like a rope a dope. Okay, they did. Yeah, they what did, did you think? Did you read the GQ? I did. I article? read the entire article. It's pretty long. 
it took longer than I thought it was going to be to read it. But yeah, it seems like um, what they did was they got their story and then they went and found the um, sex worker or whatever he is. I think he's a um, a person for hire. They found him and got his side of the story. And isn't it interesting? His side of the story, to me, his side of the story was more believable. Mm. But that's just my opinion. It's not anything. It just well, felt like it was more believable. Well, you know, I don't know if it's so much about what's believable and what's not, right? Because we know, we do know that people get set up in politics. Like there are setups. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But just because you got set up doesn't mean that you got set up doing something you wouldn't normally do. It just makes it makes better sense to me because the thing is that that wasn't admittedly so that wasn't the first time Andrew Gilliam and that particular um, sex worker got together like they had been together before in Miami. They were they was like, yeah, we see each other all the time. So when he's in Miami, we know we hooking up. Oh, so so the sex that's what the sex work. I didn't catch that part. Yeah, he said, yeah, that's like how it is. We we get together when he's in Miami. This is not our first time together. It wasn't like familiar. Oh, you know interesting. What I mean? It, well, you know, the, the sex worker, what, what was his name? Do you, have his name? I, you had his picture up. Wait. His name was up. Let me see. You um, had his. Um, somebody tell me the name of the guy. Of the wait, dude. scroll up because I saw oh, it. Andrew's Andrew's uh, special friend. Uh, let me see if I can find the image of him. I just saw his name. Oh, okay. click What's this say? one. Travis Dyson is his name. Travis he's Dyson. A, he's a nurse by day and sex worker by night. Yeah, yeah. They said that, that <laughs> they were. They, yeah, what was interesting was so they, the first part of the interview, they talked to the Gilliams and got their side of the story. Mm -hmm. And I really believe the Gilliams thought the interview was going to be something different from what it was, because then they went and talked to the the guy, Travis Dyson, mm -hmm. to get his side of the story. And after that, the ladies or the the person who wrote the article, I don't know if it was, a, I think it was a dude, actually. OK. He said the Gilliams stopped returning their calls. Yeah, because they were upset. Yeah. interesting. If you have nothing to hide, you'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll address whatever it um, the sex worker said. I can never remember people's names, but Travis Dyson. Travis Dyson. Travis Dyson. Yeah, I will never. I'll have a talk with you. Yeah, I'll be able to explain it. But they got real defensive and cut off the entire communication. Didn't want to have anything to do with it anymore. Yeah, so that's like that to me. That's suspect. And then mm -hmm. again, like I don't know. It seems like to me that he was. Andrew Gilliam was not where he should have been. Like the plan was for them to go to that wedding together. They were supposed to go to a wedding of which Andrew Gilliam was supposed to be the officiant in the wedding. So that's the man who's marrying you. He was supposed to be present and at this wedding and conducting this wedded, wedding. And instead, he could not be found by anybody. His wife couldn't get a hold of him. No one could get a hold of him. He goes mm -hmm. off with this sex worker, I guess, to get his little you know, needs met in some way. And he got drunk and was high on drugs and was passed out in his vomit. And how can you really officiate a wedding when that's what you've been into? Yeah. So that, so that tells me that he was, he was not honest. So if you're not honest about your whereabouts with your wife, how do I know that you're honest with a GQ interviewer and you're trying to resurrect your career? I'm just suspicious. Mm. Mm. Okay, so Dominic says they, they set him up. <laughs> they may, they, it's always possible, but but some people are they easier didn't to set up him. than others, <laughs> right? Some people are easier to set up than. I mean, it was almost like as I was reading the interview, I got a sense that the Gillums were like, "Okay, what can we admit to that might defuse some of the scandal with, yeah. without us without us getting into the space of you know just outrageous criminality and you know." unrelatable behavior, right? 
Like, mm-hmm. so for example, mm-hmm. for example, when Barack Obama admitted he used cocaine, I knew that he was admitting to cocaine because there was probably something more. worse. There yeah. was more, right? That's that's the game. The game yeah. is you commit to a little bit yeah. so that they, so that you can make it into an old dead story. You know, that way nobody can come back and say, well, I found that it was more than cocaine or that it was 10 times instead of one time, right? And then, there, then by that yeah. time, the media is bored and the media is like, ah, you know, whatever. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, that's what happened in this case because Andrew Gilliam admits that he's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. It was like, I need to go into treatment for alcoholism. And, and I'm thinking, but what about the drugs and all the other stuff? He admitted- you need to be in treatment. He may be a sex addict. Mm. He may be a, a, a drug user for definitely, definitely a drug user. Well, he definitely admitted to being uh, LGBT. Right? Uh, right. So which, he's part. Of, I don't like know if he's a, a sex addict, but I don't know. Like people in this is the thing, like people who in the LGBT community are upstanding citizens. You know, they're not sexual deviants. That's just their preference. But the thing is, is that if you are a person who feel like you need to get your needs met by a sex worker and you have and you can't even adhere to your responsibilities, because you would rather go and do something else reckless, that tells me that that's something else. So mm-hmm. if you were part of the LGBT community, you could be offended by Andrew Gilliam because it's it's stigmatizing them, mm. you know? And that and that goes to a, a more a deeper point. Yeah. I think that when you talked about agendas, like everybody's got agendas, right? Yeah. The, the Gilliams have their agenda. Candace Owens had hers. The GQ probably has an agenda. The mm. GQ writer, I'd be curious to know if the writer is part of the LGBT community. Why is that? Well, because I think that mm. there are people in that community who are probably saying, come on, man, stop it. Stop, yeah. stop lying. Stop pretending. Stop stigmatizing us. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, like just come out and tell everybody that you one of us, you know, I've seen that. I've seen people. I actually, I, I remember a guy came on my channel who years ago, this is like eight years ago, but he was real big. He was real pissed off at Tyler Perry. Yeah. Cause he was like, but homeboy, you used to kick it with us back in the day. And now that you got all the, you know, the, the little black church women watching all your movies, you want to act like we don't exist anymore. But that's what that's what his whole argument was. I don't know if that yeah, was true or not, I, but that was interesting. Yeah, I agree with that totally, because we all know in the church, in the black church. Mm-hmm. We all know that there's like the choir director. <laughs> Seriously, you know, we always know and it's always never it's the elephant in the room, but it's never quite talked about openly. But we all know the black church on some level. They know that mm-hmm. LGBT community is there. Yep. That's like so true. they know. And it's, you know, in a certain way, it's a, it's understood and accepted as long as it's not talked about openly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, you know, I think that that's it. I think that there, there's always been a don't ask, don't tell policy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the black community. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's always a bad thing. It's I, not I, necessarily stigmatizing. Yeah, it's I, when you try to hide it and lie. Uh, black people, we don't like it. We're like, no, I'll keep it real. You know, we don't want you to hide who you are. But people mm-hmm. who are openly um, adhering to their sexuality, whatever that is, like we mm-hmm. respect that in the black community, or at least that's what I've seen. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I mean, give, give me a yes or no. Yes or no. <laughs> Do you, how many of you think that the black community on average or the black church is homophobic? They call the black church, black church folks homophobic a lot. I don't um, know. How many of you think that the black church is homophobic? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't think that they are because the first thing, the biggest, the most, what are, one of the most important words used in church other than the word Jesus is love. They love, 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 love. The word love is everywhere. So, you know, what I think people get from that is like, you love people for who they are. You love them for where they are, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever they got going on in their personal life, whatever, you know, like 
you used to be on all kinds of crack. Mm -hmm. You went to prison. You killed somebody. You, you know, whatever you cheating on your spouse, we're going to love you. Right. We, we might now we might kind of give you a side eye and maybe people will talk about you a little bit. Right. But but I don't see like oppressive bullying happening in church. It could on some uh, subtle level. But I think the biggest thing is just how are you a person that's very deceptive? You know, mm-hmm. I think it's the deception that really gets a lot of people just in general. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We don't like the deception. And so that's what's happening. You know, if you have a history of deception, that's what people take issue with because it hurts. Mm-hmm. Someone's mm-hmm. deceiving you and they're being deceptive. That's very painful. Well, you know, I, I'll tell you what, uh, some people in here do think that the black church is homophobic. and hypocritical. Yeah, I can see how on some level they are homophobic. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Blacks are not homophobic. We just you know, don't like, like certain, certain things, things thrown in our faces. Expect yeah, to accept I, it. Yeah, I, I, that's that's, that's the agenda. That's the agenda. Mm-hmm. That, that that's my out. point of view, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. I think it's more like just you know, you do you, I'm gonna do me. Leave me alone. Like just stop telling me how to do me. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you how to do you. You don't tell me how to do me, mm-hmm. and don't tell me that I have to applaud when you somehow feel the need to tell me what you're up to in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. I think there's people that feel, and I, I don't blame them. I don't think mm-hmm. that, you know, so, so I think, so if you go with Andrew Gillum, so let's get back to Andrew Gillum. Yeah. So okay. you, you are, by the way, Alicia is, you know, she is a licensed therapist and she's a full professor of social work. So she's actually trained heavily in the field of relationships. Uh, I'm just a black man who talks shit sometimes. <laughs> so, um, so, okay. So what, what did you see in terms of this couple trying to heal and overcome the scandal to end all scandals? What what do you speculate might have occurred? Because it looks like they're still married. They're still trying to figure mm-hmm, this out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do you visualize them even getting to this point? Like, do you think that she was just kind of ready? Like, she was more like, okay, now our, our secret is out and yeah. I have to deal with that. Is that yeah. what it was? Because it said it in the GQ article. So they knew that he was attracted to men and she knew he was attracted to men. Actually, everybody in Andrew Gilliam's camp, they all knew he was attracted to men and they actually mm-hmm. contemplated exposing or telling that story to the media. They mm. said, should we That's get right. ahead of That's this? Right. And that. should we say, this is who he is? And I sound like his wife was accepting of that. And that's fine. So both of them have decided that they are going to stay married. And she has decided that she's okay with his choices. Okay. So that's up to them. Like all his choices or just like his, his choice, his so, sexual so choice he, on some okay. level. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so she you, said in so, the interview, yes, I knew that about him. Mm. I'm a very religious person, but I'm willing to accept that about him. So she knew that she was in on so those she, discussions. Okay, so she knew just just so I can be clear, so because mm-hmm. I want to hear more. Um, so she knew, in your view, no, in that, the that he was that he was stepping away to get with Petey Pablo or whatever. <laughs> 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 Not Petey, no, no disrespect to Petey Pablo, but uh, Travis Dyson. So, so you think so? So that's that's the question. Like, I, I guess I want to get specific in my head. Like, do you think that she knew that he indulged every now and then, or do you think that she knew he was going? to hotels with with hookers, <laughs> you know, possibly with drugs. Know, she, she, she mentioned the alcohol. She mentioned she knew the LGBT part. But I wonder if she knew the depth of it. Like, did she know it was with a because it's one thing if you say you can step out. It's another thing you, when you say you can step out, even if even though I know you might be with a hooker because uh, hookers, hookers, yeah. hookers have a lot of sex. 
Yeah, you so know, that's dangerous. That's exposing yeah. her to some danger. Yeah, so right. I'm almost thinking that the both of them, she I don't think she knew he was being with a sex worker. I think mm. that I think that if a couple decides they're gonna be open in their marriage, they need to start defining rules around that. You know what I mean? So like if you're gonna do it, you need to let me know. You cannot mm. have sex workers, you know, maybe that's dangerous. So maybe he uh broke the rules of their relationship because their rules were okay, I understand that you need to be satisfied in a certain way. And I'm okay with that. She was okay with that because she specifically said the biggest issue she had was his alcoholism. She didn't have an issue with anything else. Mm, Okay. So she was thinking in her mind, oh my goodness, he's probably drunk and he's probably passed out somewhere. He, she did not know that he was with another man. Well, you know what? So in that way he was cheating on her. He was being unfaithful. So it makes me wonder, (laughs) it makes me wonder what, you know, if, if clearly it's it's not a traditional black church kind of marriage, right? Mm-hmm, Which mm-hmm. you know, a lot of marriages out here are really are abnormal. Not maybe not as much as this, but whatever, right? So, I wonder what she was getting out of it. Like, what do you think yeah. made her yeah. marry him? Because mm-hmm. she found out before they got married. Mm-hmm. When they she were knew engaged, before right? they got married. So mm-hmm. she chose to marry him. Do you think that it could be um, because you know the yeah. econ- the economist does actually say that they. Um, the, the numbers of marriable black men are lower than the numbers of marriable black women. They talked about that, actually. Even in England, they know that, right? The researchers know that in terms of income level and education, all that. But but here you you got this guy. Mm-hmm. He's a good looking, smart man. So Andrew Gillum, Andrew Gillum's a smart guy, sharp. You know, you bring him home, your mom and everybody's excited. Like, oh, my God, he's, he's going to. Well-spoken, well-spoken right. man. Well-spoken, <laughs> highly educated. Very educated. Wasn't he, wasn't he, wasn't he student body president in college? Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Right, he right. Like, like he's yeah. a high achiever, right? Like, yeah. people can tell. Like, you can tell, just in case y'all don't know, like, you can tell people, like, like who's going to really blow up when they're like in their early twenties, like oh. when, I, when I met you and you were in your early twenties, like you, you had something different. I met you in the library. <clears throat> so it doesn't surprise me that you're one of the few, you know, black female PhDs in the country. <clears throat> and also you met me in the library. And at that time <laughs> I was 22 years old teaching college students. So you knew at some, at some point I was going to do something, you know, he was special voice. Oh, thank you. Definitely special. Thank you. <laughs> oh, so anyway, so, so yeah, so, so, so you meet, so you got this guy, who is kicking butt and taking names. Mm-hmm. He's on his way to becoming mayor. He's the new political star in Tallahassee. Um, so he's going to make a great husband. He checks all the boxes. He's going to give you some kids. Your family members love him. And you got you, you got you, your man, right? And so mm-hmm. without knowing like what her preference is, maybe, maybe you never know, maybe both of them kind of, you know, whatever. Um, but then it's almost like there's like a, a Bill and Hillary game where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you know what? Um, I don't need all these other parts of you. I just need you to make sure these are parts over here. Yeah, she needed him to show up to this wedding and be ready to officiate this wedding. Like, I need you to do that. And that's mm-hmm. probably what hurt her. He mm-hmm. did not He did not adhere to his responsibilities because he has an addiction. They got out of hand. And that's what happens mm-hmm. when you have So an addic- addiction's kind of ruined. Yeah, addi- you cannot have a good marriage if there's an addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if there's a sex addiction... They can't be controlled. If there's a drinking addiction, a drug addiction, even a shopping addiction. Ladies, <laughs> I run into a lot of ladies who have shopping addictions. Like they just rack up these credit card bills. Just so you know, I think that's very weird. What? A shopping addiction? Yeah. I, I just oh, it feels good to go 
You have a hard day. It's like retail therapy. It feels <laughs> so good. You have a hard day. You just go to the mall or go some or go on Amazon and just buy something and you just feel good. And then days mm. later, it just shows at your door. You're like, mm. oh, it's that good. It's a dopamine. It's it's an addiction. It can be an addiction. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I can see that. Okay. So so tell me more. So what do you think? Okay, so so I'm guessing it seems to me like he broke an agreement. To like yeah. keep your shit to yourself. Like everybody, a lot yeah. of people have their shit, right? So it sounds like Mrs. Gilliam might have had the position that says, look, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, I know the complexities of Andrew Gilliam and I've come to terms with that, but just keep your shit to yourself. Like it's okay. Like if you think about it, like literal shit, like everybody shits, right? <laughs> it's gross, right? But don't shit in public. Please don't, you know, because if somebody goes out and they doesn't, they do in the middle of the living room at a cocktail mm-hmm. party. Then you're gonna be like, okay, I can't be in a marriage with somebody who's gonna bring their shit out here. So but you-, you can't help it if you're an addicted person. Mm. You're gonna show up to that wedding drunk because mm. you're an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> you you know, you're gonna show up to Christmas <laughs> high as a kite because that's what you do. Mm, and wow. so an addiction is out. That's the that's the definition of an addiction. Like okay. it's just out of control. Interesting. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. well, you know, with that GQ interview, it was interesting because. I think they definitely it seemed like the Gillums felt betrayed, like like, you know, when Andrew Gilliam's wife did the interview um, initially, it really looked like a fluff piece. But here's what's funny. Right. Mm-hmm. After I saw how they were pissed off at GQ and yeah. the way they, how they, they did the interview, I went back and I looked at those pictures again. Right. And I'm going to show everybody the pictures. And and, and I, this is probably a crazy conspiracy theory, so I could probably be all wrong with this. But let me show you some of the pictures. Let's look at the pictures again. This picture here. Mm-hmm. That it's it's like on one hand it's like oh look how romantic but doesn't it look a little awkward like well, it's an awkward like, I, like I, I, I think they did that deliberately I think they did that on like purpose. a photo and yeah. look it says women for Gilliam did you mm. see that in the background look, oh wow look at that uh, yeah yeah and then and then even this little dip look how romantic that looks it's a romantic dip you I'm, think it's staged I'm gonna no it, it was definitely staged but that's uh-huh. that's not the point. Um, I'm going to actually pull up. I'm going to download the picture and and zoom in because I want people to see that picture because that picture is awkward as shit. Ah. Like that picture is very awkward to me. Um, let me let me I'm going to zoom in on it a little bit okay, because I, I and I want everybody to kind of see if it, it, maybe you don't even see what I see. I mean, again, I, I know we know I'm crazy, right? We know I'm a weirdo. So let me let me see if I can show you all this picture again. And again, I think GQ was playing games up in here. We we because we know that they tricked the Gilliams, right? That's a given, right? Okay, so but let's look do. At, look at this. Look at this dip. This dip. We're like CSI investigators. I know. Look, We're this like is looking at the fo- forensic. Oh, look! She's like, please don't drop. Look me. at her face. Her face. Look at her face. <laughs> that looks like, yeah. And I think that they were. I think they were trying to like they. This is remember media is very slick and subliminal, and I think that they're. This is not graceful. Yeah. This, this look at her face. She's like, "Whoa, don't Whoa, drop me!" Please don't. And and they, I think that's, Ooh, that's figurative. Almost, yeah, please me- don't drop me. Yeah, it's a great metaphor. Yeah. Like, please yeah. don't, please don't mess this up and have mm. me out here looking crazy. So I think that they, I think GQ was was playing games. I I really think that they were like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna pretend like we're doing this beautiful fluff piece, <laughs> but really we're trying to clown these people and we're trying to we're not even clown them. I mean, part of it, I think they do want to expose him. I think they do. They, I think they, I think that their whole position, okay. remember, these are white liberals, right? White liberals are like, 
sex workers have rights too. You know, <laughs> LGBT this and, and they they're into they're into a few different things that black people you know they're into anti slut shaming. They're into marrying white people. They're into you know LGBT stuff right more than black people are. Those are those tend to be the trademarks of white liberals, right? So I think that they were like, okay, well, it wouldn't be fair to the sex worker if we ignored his voice because he deserves to have a voice. Maybe he could be part of the Me Too movement or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, also the LGBT thing. I think that they want him to come out. I think they're like, look, he's already come out. No, I think they really want him to really come out and come. Oh, out. like get rid of that wife and really and maybe get a not get, maybe and, like, not totally so go go. Well, for now it. that would be interesting, but I don't know if they want that. I'm, I'm saying just mm-hmm. like stop it. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Right? I think that they feel like, yeah. you know, like, like, why is it that everybody presents the heterosexual relationship as the only type of relationship there is? That's the norm. That's the standard. Anything else is abnormal. So they're like, no, we're not going to play this game with you. You're not going to use us mm-hmm. to try to make yourself look good. We're going to go in here. We're going to scrape off the truth, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I, I maybe I built a whole conspiracy theory here. No, it makes sense. But uh, it's it's my it's my traumatic distrust of white people. I <laughs> well, guess. you know, I I kind of agree with them in a way. Like I'm not the kind of I'm not the therapist that's gonna say to a couple, you need to stay together no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like that's not the type of stance I am. I'm just like, especially when there's addiction involved, I'm the kind of therapist and be like, he's not gonna go and get help. So now what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? She's not going to stop her addiction. He's not going to stop his addiction. You cannot have a good marriage. You can't have a happy, healthy marriage if there's an addiction. So what are you going to do? You know, my thing is, how do you see yourself living your life with somebody who's addicted? What do you see in your future? And do you need to make a choice? Like, I don't tell them that you need to leave your partner, but I tell them here, now you have the facts. What are you going to do about it? And whatever decision they make, I will support that. You know what? You know what I mean? You if need you, to make it's a personal decision. If you had an addiction I could live with, I wouldn't care. Okay, well then that's you. Then that's like, what I would like, say. I'll be like, okay, fine. Well, how are we gonna manage this? Like if you had a shopping addiction, I would be like, you know what? Shop away, you but you're gonna pay for it. Okay, but then that means <laughs> that means that um but you have to be in some way. I mean, you just have to decide among yourself. Every every individual needs to decide what they're willing to do and what mm-hmm. they're willing to put up with. But if you're coming to couples therapy and you're complaining about the lack of connection mm-hmm. or you're complaining about these things, and I'll say you cannot get these things with an addicted person. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Their addiction is coming ahead of anything else, and that's the mm-hmm. that's what addictions do. Almost like two relationships. It seems like like with the addiction, you have a relate like you've heard you have songs where people talk about drugs as like it's a woman. Yeah. You know, or like whatever, mm-hmm. or your pusher is, I'm your mama, I'm your dad. That's right. I'm never in the alley. Mm-hmm. I'm never, I'm the friend. And you too. owe it to your relationship. You I'm owe it to your sure. family to get your addictions in order. Mm. I guess it's more about balance then. It's like, yeah, if you're going to be addicted, I, I feel like if you're going to have an addiction and you're not going to address it, just be alone. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Because you're going to be ruining the life of everybody around you. Mm. So okay. So do you think <laughs> but, that do you think that if Andrew Gillum was able to stop drinking, do you, you think that will be enough? It sounds, according to her, because that was the only thing she seemed to have an issue with was his oh. drinking. Because she very well knew that he um, that he had interest in men. Mm. Okay. Okay. And I, I I applaud him for telling her. Like mm-hmm. I think the worst thing you could do is like have those desires to be with 
another type of person or another gender of a person. I think it's great to just be honest with your spouse and say, you know what? I have these feelings. Mm, okay. And then you work around that. Interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, by the way, uh, hit the thumbs up button. If you haven't hit the thumbs up button, if you could do that, I'd appreciate that. Um, did you have any other thoughts before we bounce no. out? No. Did you have a question for me or anything? Um, I guess, I guess the question I would have is, um, you know, like, I, I guess I'm trying to figure out, you know, if you're at this point, it seems to me like the relationship that she's lost, that the value, some of the value that she saw in being with him is kind of gone. Right. You think because, so? Yeah. Because, you know, what's the benefit? Like, because you already you already know you, you're, you're not going to really have a, what some would define as a normal sex life. You got kids. That's mm -hmm. another thing. That's what that's, when, stuff, when stuff like this happens. You always think about the kids. Poor children. Um, in the middle of it. And you know, but but it's like, you know, like how do you move forward from this? You know, I personally think Andrew should, um, move away from politics. I think I think <laughs> he's I, trying to get back in. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see that as being the best option unless you maybe maybe I guess I, I'm not enough of a politician to know if you just go straight LGBT. Like, is there? enough support there for you to just be, you know, like, okay, here's who I am. This is our lifestyle. This oh, he could tell his story and craft that so nicely. He'll mm -hmm. be like, a, um, they'll be cheering for him in the LGBT I, I think, I think if I'm, he crafted it. Okay. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think, I think, you know, like book deals and mm -hmm. like, so, mm -hmm. so I think he can still be successful in his own. I think he's got to find it, the people that mm -hmm. can operate in that space. Cause he's, he's navigating. It's like he's straddled, right? He's straddled mm -hmm. between, like you know, the we're a traditional black family. We're like the Obamas that's they, not you know, in that me. in that space, right? Yeah. Which people don't believe that. Mm -hmm. And then you have the other space, which is you know, I go to hotel rooms with hookers and you know, dabble in drugs. It's that the, that's a pretty yeah. extreme. It's space the pictures. Too. It's the photos. I saw those photos. Every time I look at him, I picture those photos. I mm -hmm. cannot get that image out of my mind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it yeah. is permanently sealed in my head, and so whenever I see him, the only or someone says his name, what comes up for me is that picture of him laying down naked in his vomit. Well, what it, that was pretty bad. Well, what it also says to me is that you know, image image is really important, right? And image, I mean, it's a psychological illusion, but it's an illusion that has real it's implications, real. And, mm -hmm. right? And it, but it also says it also makes me wonder whenever I see one, whenever I see the dam burst in one area, I'm always wondering what other falsehoods do we have out here? Like how much how deep does the rabbit hole go? Like, mm. like, for example, if, if a guy gets let out of prison after 30 years because he was falsely accused of a crime, only an idiot would think, oh, wow. OK, now we've let out all the people who were falsely accused. Mm. Now we've solved the problem. Right. That's what they always want you to think. They always tell mm -hmm. you it's a one off. This is just one thing. I don't think that's it. I think in the Democratic Party, particularly, I think that there are a lot of relationships that people are like, oh, they're such a beautiful couple. <laughs> and it's much more complex. than No, that. I think I think after Andrew Gilliam, in my mind, because I lived in Tallahassee and I just looked up to them so much. Mm. I think in my mind, I'm skeptical of all relationships. I'm like, mm, something. <laughs> I bet something's going on. Yeah, well, I've yeah. always, and, and, and I'm, 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 I'm different. I think I'm different from you in the sense that I've always been skeptical. Okay. I've always felt like there was a, you know, um, but, but I think also, um, but the thing here's the question. I guess this would be a good last question I would ask is, is there still room to to look up to them? Like, is there still room to say, you know what? That stuff over there, I don't get. But I think 
I, and that's why I, make, I keep making that point to say that Andrew Gillum is still a smart guy. Andrew Gillum is still a guy that mm-hmm. can add value to the world. And, and I think that's, a, I think that's important. I, I want to mm-hmm. make that point clearly because he's another black man, mm-hmm. even if he's, even if he's LGBT, like he's, he's, he's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. part of my community. Right. And I yeah. don't, and I, 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 my heart goes out to him and his family. Like first it goes out to the children. Yes. Then it goes out to the wife. Then yeah. it goes out to him. And I think there's room for everybody to get mm-hmm. a little bit of compassion mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. We have to be honest. Yeah. I think, um, I think there is room for him to come back. I think that he probably should have done a better job addressing that GQ. I think at the end Mm. of that GQ article, when he got real defensive and was like, I'm not going to talk to you anymore about it. Mm -hmm. Like, I kind of felt like he should have like said, okay, I am going to talk to you about it. I think there's more going on that he needs to address. He hasn't done a sufficient job, according to what I see. He has not done a sufficient job. I'm not satisfied that he's addressed Mm. everything. I feel like there's just the story doesn't add up to me. It's not adding up. Well, it adds, his story is not adding up. Yeah, his story doesn't add up because that's not the actual story. Right. So until he right. So until he if he really wants to come out, he really wants to restart his career. And he's already doing that. He's got a great podcast going on right now. Mm-hmm. This is very well um, viewed and everything. But I think he, for me, he needs to do a little more because something is not adding up with that marriage. Yeah, I, I think that um, I think we know the story. <laughs> I really do. I, I just, I think that we're like, okay, tell us the story. Tell us the story. We just need him to verify yeah. what we already know. Right. Yeah. Okay. And okay. Even if he said, listen, this is my personal business. It's none of your business. Like mm-hmm. we wouldn't even respect that, but mm-hmm. don't be put trying to pull the wool over our eyes. Yeah. I think, I think that what would be required if I was his, his consultant, you know what I would tell him to do? I would say, okay, <clears throat> Let's figure out how we can just put you in a position where you're making a few hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. You're doing well financially and you have, you know, enough of a voice and a base to kind of do to mm-hmm. operate. You know, you're not going to be governor. You're not going to be president. Mm-hmm. And you, you, we, we're going to have to let those dreams go, like mm-hmm. the, at least for now. The world ain't mm-hmm. ready for that. But I would almost kind of like tell him, like, OK, now when you're doing your podcast, let's focus on this podcast, <laughs> uh-huh. get you a book deal, get you on the speaking tour. You tell your story, <laughs> right? Millions of dollars in that, right? Millions of dollars in, in the mm-hmm. scandal. Then I would be like, look, when people bring this up and they're like, oh, you're the guy who did the blah, blah, blah. Just take your head on. Just, just be like, I'm the guy that did the right, blah, right, blah, right. blah. I, 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 <laughs> I would, just own it. <laughs> yeah, I would totally own it. Yeah, I would just be like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the guy who got caught in the hotel with a sex worker. Who he was, needs to start yeah. the conversation. <laughs> Hi, I'm Andrew Gilliam. And I sleep with sex workers. No, 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 no. And I got caught sleeping with sex workers. There you go, right. right. No, no, I wouldn't start it off like that. I would bring, okay. I would, I would lay it out like, <laughs> like, you know, like if you bring it up, then cool. Own it. We're going to confront that. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got caught in a hooker with drugs mm-hmm. and passed out of my own vomit. Now move on. Do you have anything yeah. else? Is there anything else that yeah. you'd like to just talk, to talk yeah. about? Like, seriously, now let's yeah. talk about your campaign or let's talk about, yeah. you know, your 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 product, right? Yeah, so that is that is what we respect. Mm-hmm. We respect that open openness. We respect that honesty. And when, you, when you're feeling like you're defensive, you look like you got something to hide, you look like there's something else, we're suspicious of you. So the best way for him to gain, because really what he's trying to do is gain our trust again. You know what I mean? And he has to do it with truth and honesty. That's the only thing that's going to do it. He's yeah. close. And then yeah. some of it is that time, sometimes time, I think it was a little too soon. 
Mm. He came back a little too soon. He needed to wait a little longer. Yeah, like five years. (laughs) We needed time. Time. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I think, you know, but but I I just really, you know, I, I, I feel bad for him because I'm a believer that people don't choose what they're attracted to. Right. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. when I saw you, he was born there. Right. When I saw you, no, I didn't choose to like start lusting after you, Aww. you know, when I saw them curves and all that. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, you know, it wasn't like I read a book that told me how to be attracted to a sexy black woman. I just had it in me. Aww. Right. So, you know, I re- when I that's how I can relate to people that have other attractions. I say, look, mm-hmm. it was probably just in you. And I can't hate you for what's in you. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, as long as you're not harming me, right? And, and so, so I think that uh, with with him, um, I, I feel bad for him because he comes off to me like a guy who had dreams, you know. Really, like think about it. I mean, you know, you're young. He's young. He's like just out of college. He sees Barack Obama rise up, mm-hmm. and he's looking up to that, right? Mm-hmm. That's what he wants to be. So he's like, okay, my steps are: I'm going to be Mayor of Tallahassee, oh. check. I'm going to be Governor of Florida, almost a check. He May- was so close, right? Right. And then, oh. but then, and because you ran so well as governor, or for governor, pristine, he ran a pristine campaign. Yes, like I was rooting for him. I was from in, from Illinois. I was like, ah, I wish I lived in Florida so I can vote. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. now, now you're yeah. in the conversation for potentially vice president, which it puts you next to the Oval Office. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think he had that dream, and I think that for him, I almost feel like there's a point where sometimes maybe you got to have a different dream. Like you know, he's gonna have to. He have has a- to walk a different path, right? Yes. But but he can he can still fulfill a dream. He just has mm-hmm. to like like this other yeah. dream, this other thing ain't gonna work. It's not gonna work. Yeah, he needs to walk a different path. He is very smart and talented, and he has a lot of gifts to give to the world. So I do wish them the best. I do too. I do too. I wish a solid comeback for them. Well, let's, let's see. We'll see. We'll see <laughs> I'm still gonna go. have that image in my head, no matter what they do. Mm. <laughs> Love is a battlefield. <laughs> Love is a battlefield. War terminology <laughs> when it comes to relationships. That's there you interesting. Go. There you go. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening to us. Um, Alicia and I, every now and then we come in and we, we hang out and talk. Uh, and if you want to see more, uh, feel free to subscribe to the blacklovechannel.com. That's right there. And uh, actually, again, I told you Alicia's a licensed, uh, not just coaching uh, therapist, but also she's a full professor of social work. So she sees some clients. And so if you're interested in um, and, and trying and applying, uh, feel free to go to coachingwithdralicia.com. I'm uh, feeling up. Yeah, I don't know. Are. I don't know how many more. You I might can not take. have any more. I might not yeah. have any more. But yeah, you're we'll pretty, see. Well, you know, you're, 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 <laughs> what, what's interesting to me is I hope you don't mind me bringing this up, but you had mentioned to me how you're getting a lot of clients because people are watching the news and they're scared. Like they're yeah. seeing stuff in the media and it's just like mortifying them. Yeah, it's terrifying children. Children are feeling like they're going to die any moment now because of this mm. whole death conversation we're having continuously in the media. Mm. And so a lot of the children I'm seeing are frightened. And I'm like, but you live, there's no reality that you're, you should be afraid, you know? Mm. So they're seeing a lot of things. A lot of the adults that I'm seeing, the individuals are very lonely right now. They're very sad and depressed. I mean, how could you blame them? Mm. We have been separated from our family by this pandemic and it's been going on far too long. So it's just time. It's really overdue time for this to be done. Yeah. I'm so, worried. So, Uncle Boyce's advice, turn off the damn TV. Yeah. 
because yeah. I really believe that they are trying to scare the hell out of you. Yeah, I've been telling people no television. That's my that's my treatment for you. My <laughs> therapy for you is no television. And I'm telling people, look, get in your cars with your family and go on a trip. Like I'm mm. ordering them. Do not come see me. You need to. You and your family need to explore mm. because the fear is so deep and in, deep into them. Yeah. That it's just not healthy anymore. And it's really making them very, very sad and depressed and anxious. Mm. Yeah, fear, yeah. Fear is like a prison. And it's terrible to suffer like that. Yeah. Fear, fear is a prison. I'm convinced of that. Yeah, you it know? is. Yeah. Yeah. So so turn off the TV. Type that, <laughs> type that in the chat. Turn off the TV. <laughs> Y'all can come here and listen to us. Hang out with us instead. Like turn off the TV because <laughs> they, they make money scaring the hell out of you. Yeah. And. Um, and I think uh, like Will Smith actually said this and I r- appreciated that comment. He said that danger is real, but fear is a choice. Yeah. And um, and so yeah. we can't you know we, we can debate the, the amount of danger, but uh, I want you to not live your life in fear. So anyway, I'm out of here. Um, by the way, like I said, Alicia's uh, URL is coaching with Dr. Alicia dot com. It's right there. So feel free to check it out. And um, thanks, babe. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for inviting me in. Yeah, I glad, appreciate it. I'm glad you were here. It's an honor to have you. Oh. <laughs> All right, everybody. I'll see you soon. Hit the thumbs up button if you could on your way out. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button, and uh, and we are gone. So have a good day. We'll see you later. Peace. <laughs>